Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it goes with it goes with it. We can it goes with the background sounds of Goodison. So uh, yeah, yeah. can can you ask him to play saxophone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think it would lift the spirits of the nation. I don't give a fuck about the nation of Morocco. People's lives are at risk. Oli Gunnar, where would you like the statue? <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes then. Take it whatever you want. I don't understand that politics, coronavirus. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, have a bad shape. Hello comrades and you're very welcome to The Football Spin. It's Football Spin on a Sunday night. Paddy McKenna, Dion Fanny, uh, Nordine Chowdhury. It's the longest day of the year, chaps. And I know that. Look, Just have a look out your window. Glorious uh, evening sunshine here. Um, is it the same in Manchester, Nods? It is. It's, 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 it's very pleasant. Yesterday was the longest very day pleasant. of the year, but, you know, c- c- continue. Yeah. Keep going. What? It's June 21st, not the That's, summer. It, 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 <sighs> Paddy, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I feel like Jamie Carragher watching Damon yeah. Lovren defend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Don't know the basics of the summer equinox. Just, um, just, as, just as late as well. <laughs> uh, no, I think it, it, it fluctuates, you know. Uh, All right, okay. Uh, so... Uh, I think like yesterday was the longest day of the year. All right. I'll take your word for it, Dion. Um, look at, uh, we've just finished watching uh, Everton against Liverpool. I think it's probably the worst game of the uh, post-pandemic Premier League that I've watched so far. And yes, um, a good result for Everton. Uh, Jurgen Klopp just making the point that, Dion, that there's lots of improvement for, there's lots of improvement for Liverpool at Goodison. And it's probably down to the way that Everton play. But in general, what did you think of Liverpool? I mean, obviously, we know Liverpool are going to win the title. But right now, we know that they they will only win it on Wednesday night if Manchester City drop points against Burnley. And that's not going to happen. Um, so this will probably go on to Man City against Liverpool, which is good news for, for Sky Sports. But um, overall, what did you think of Liverpool this evening? Uh, you, you think Liverpool are definitely going to win the title? Yeah. Uh, right. Um, okay. Yeah. The, the, I don't feel like I'm going out on a limb there when I say no, that. No, no, but no, it, it does seem likely. But uh, and terrible I terrible form. The form's the, horrible, the, isn't the it? The form is terrible, and uh, they, you know, they need they still they need two wins or or or, or five, five points. So, um, I suppose they are going to have enough matches to kind of draw every game nil nil if they have to. Um, but I think there there was there wasn't much to to be encouraged by for them there, and again it was it it was a kind of continuation of of the bad form that they'd had. Uh, like I don't know if we can like it is a very strange thing because like the, the the you know we're talking about the form you know they're continuing on their form like there should be no real connection between what a team was doing three months ago. Uh, like we 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 are very like nobody ever like we very rarely kind of bring you know associate a new season with the end an end of season form say we always kind of think this is a this is a new team and a clean a clean slate when it when a season starts and this is a this is a 
a break that's as long as if not longer than than the, than the close season. Um, but it was uh, it was just you know it wasn't it was a, a game that Liverpool one of those games which we've seen from Liverpool before as Klopp said we've seen it at Goodison before where there seems to be a bit of tension in their play. Um, the there isn't the you know. It, like they they miss like Salah wasn't playing they do miss him they really uh, like not just for his goals but I think just for the way that the uh, the front three understand each other and I was even wondering there was a moment when Firmino was running through and Cato was overlapping and Firmino went for a shot and I was kind of thinking would if that was Salah or Mane would. Uh, would Firmino have played it through to him? Would he be more likely to play it through to him than if than it's Keita? And you know that that now we've we've plenty of examples of you know especially Salah and Mane being being um, incredibly selfish and not passing to one of the others. But I think the understanding that in general the front three bring to the game, bring to Liverpool's game, and what they do for the team um, uh, together. And uh, you know the three of them being being such a powerful uh, trio. Um, that when one of them is missing, especially when you're kind of coming back into it after this after a break, you're gonna you're gonna miss that. Yeah, they are going to win the league. Um, but it's not like you know. Will it happen at the Etihad? Will like it's not that they're gonna get. Like it could go beyond the Etihad, like City. City on in in the in the form they're in, it's the form they showed against Arsenal. Uh, you would you know they will beat Burnley, and you would kind of think well, you know they 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 could easily beat Liverpool in that game as well. Just on the form thing, Dion. Just to call back to it, I heard someone describe uh, Olivier Giroud as banging form with four and three goals, four goals in three games today. I thought, hold on a second, uh, that's stretching it a wee bit, considering his last game was. I know. Uh, well, it is. Over, it's over fair enough. Like, I like. I, people do do it. Like they do do it from season. It always feels a bit strange when uh, people bring in. You know, do kind of take that bridge over seasons. You know, he scored. Yeah, and like it's more understandable to do it now. But it is. It is such a, a. You know, it is such a long time ago. Like I, I realized today I was watching. What match was I watching? And I was kind of I'd forgotten some like VAR pro like protocol like what do they do here can bar you know these things that we've we've spent the first five months of the season six months of the season kind of watching every you know, every week i've sort of forgotten about what how it all works so uh that's uh possibly just to do with my you know uh, diminishing um brain cells but i think there is there is such a gap that it's it's hard to kind of see any thread between them but that's it is the same season, so you, it's legitimate to say it, and it's also, um, perhaps something for Liverpool not to be concerned about. But you can't say they can, they're they're they they should be concerned. But, um, you know, there's going to be, uh, I think there's still going to be a little bit of tension between now and whenever they do wrap up the title. And just very quickly on Minamino, like. You mentioned the front three there, and they're like he started in today, and there is that sense that he is being kind of written off a little bit by Liverpool fans that he's not quite up to standard. And now it's very, I know it's early on, and like he'll be better next season, but that 
in terms of what they have, if they're looking for someone to step into the breach, if any of those three are missing, they don't have it. Uh, no, but again, like I think, I think one of the reasons he was selected, and you saw it around the game, and when he was selected, was this sense that he had done very well in what is you know in the kind of strange sort of quasi preseason that that clubs have had, and there was this idea. I think James Milner said he'd been fantastic in in training in in the in the in the in the build up and that is also something that has happened with Klopp before he does tend to uh players tend to need time Robertson being a good example they need to need time to kind of fully kind of immerse themselves immerse themselves in, in what he wants from them so i guess there was some hope that uh he was going to come out now at the start at the, for this stage of the season and look like the player that they they think they're getting, but it it he, he didn't, um, and uh, I think I I think it's always an important thing, especially when Salah is, is missing, because there's there's a certain kind of you know you you get, you sometimes detect a little bit of kind of uh, especially after you know from the, when he didn't follow on from his form of the season before last, there's always a slight little bit of grumblings about Salah at times, you know, and uh, the sense that, I don't know, there's just this, you pick it up from certain Liverpool supporters when the reality about him is like, you know, he's so critical to everything Liverpool does. And as I said, it's not just his goals. It, it's, it is the way he, he, he gels with the, with, the, with, the other, with the other strikers. And that's very hard to replace. So it's tough for someone like Minamino coming in to try and match that and he hasn't come close to it so far but um you know that sense that he maybe you know he will over time is something that Klopp Klopp tends to get out of players what do you think of Minamino um Nas? because I mean he he's only signed in January 2020 and but I remember at the time thinking the reaction of a lot of Liverpool supporters was that sense of like oh look we've just got this player seven million pocket change and watch Jurgen Klopp like, like the rest of you have to spend silly money, but we'll bring in this player and he'll instantly hit the ground running and he's going to make a major impact. And I've just noticed that there's been a wee bit of a walk back from that and that there may be, there isn't that same clamour for him, perhaps, from Liverpool fans. Um, I think, I think what, you, what you've got with Liverpool is, uh, in a way, like recruitment up to this point, has been uh, it's been excellent. They've, they've they've signed some excellent players for really good uh, um, weight um, fees. But um, now now's a difficult point because now they've they've actually got a, an amazing team. Um, not perhaps not even sort of like the, the best players in the world, but they all compa- they all combine beautifully. And and what you've got there is once you are potentially once you are arguably the best club team in the world, any player that comes in. Has to has to either be as good or better than what you've got, and that's the real struggle. That's that's when that's when recruiting becomes really really hard because, and especially especially because because Liverpool even now, they they haven't got the money to to compete against the very richest clubs in the world. So it'll be tough for them to get the players in that are as good. I mean I mean, like you say, they've got Minamino in. They've got a Kate like Kate is another one who who sort of like. Liverpool fans were very excited about, and they've they've not quite seen what they were looking forward to in him him either. So both of those perhaps suggest that is that it'll be tricky to get players in 
who are uh, who are quite as good as the players they've got now. And and again, like it, it makes you wonder if they like like say Mane did leave for for Real Madrid or somewhere. Um, it'll get trickier and trickier to to buy players in that are as good simply simply because Liverpool have, have done a, such a good job thus far, um, so far. But so. It also makes you realise that the uh, there is probably no connection between the excitement supporters feel about whatever player they sign and how they're going to perform um because the the excitement is uh is kind of it's it's its own it's its own energy it's its own thing it has no bearing really or it has no relation to what what the players actually do and you can see it as much when players don't sign like you know again <laughs> like you know tonight uh as they did when Chelsea announced that they signed them, there's people, Liverpool fans, you know, the the, the Timo Werner kind of debate is, is is flaring up. Like, you know, this shows why Liverpool should have gone for for Timo Werner. And while they need players, you know, supplement the front three, um, it is it is this kind of this idea, like you know, not like when you know when when uh, Keita came in, when Minamino came in, there was this level of excitement, which is. Which is grand, grand, but it doesn't really, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It's it's just that sense of it's it's to do with the drama, the soap opera, the kind of TV serial that is the transfer market, rather than the other the other kind of show, which is the actual the football pit team that that is on the pitch. And sometimes they're kind of entirely separate things. Um, and what's happening now is is more of that. Like, and it's uh, and it's also and. Every club goes through it. It's kind of ridiculous that Liverpool are going through it when they're in this position where they're going to win the league eventually for the first time in 30 years and they're, you know, 23 points clear uh, at this stage. Um, so it kind of seems a bit, a bit ridiculous that there there is this kind of anger. You know, we need, you know, we need somebody to come in. Uh, you know, Liverpool fans kind of getting worked up about this. Uh, but it's... Um, it does... It does and it also it is also detached from the reality of where football is going to be because you cannot be looking at football in empty stadiums uh if you're looking at football in empty stadiums and you're also um you're also kind of saying you know get the get the checkbook out get the checkbook out spend some money you are you are you have totally disconnected the two elements of football the transfer market and everything else because while there are empty stadiums, while there is this huge uncertainty about what's going to be happening in football, it's going to be very rare for any club to be spending money on, you know, backup players or players that they might need or might not need or any or any players because there is so much uncertainty about where um, that revenue is going to come from. Um, we've gotten almost 15 minutes into the show and we haven't mentioned Dave Dejan Lovren's name, which... Um, is probably good news for him because um, Nas, it wasn't really very good football from Dejan Lovren, which it, like that's a kind of a regular thing for him when he plays football that it doesn't end up, it doesn't end up looking great for him. Um, and I guess like as well, like of all the of the many things that haven't changed post pandemic, Dejan Lovren having a rush of blood to the head is just another one, isn't it? It is. It's it's interesting. Um, when when the game was slowly petering out, like I was looking for some some kind of excitement, something to happen. Yeah. And I was, I'll be honest, I was banking on Mike Dean. I was thinking he'd pull something out of his back pocket. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought I thought he he'd sort of make sure that he was not. I mean, not only did he have a magnificent beard, but I thought I thought right, it's his time to shine. 
but then then Lovren came on and sort of provided all the entertainment you need. Um, I I had a bit of a I I had a bit of a light bulb moment uh, today because obviously speaking to yourself and uh, and Dion before the game, uh, well during the game, um, it, it, I wasn't aware of uh, the fact that um, Lovren has got a possible right um, wing leanings depending on sort of like the. <clears throat> The, the, the stuff he's been liking and 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 sort of uh sort of uh sharing on uh on social media um he seems to be a fan of trump and also um really weird sort of uh right wing uh, conspiracy theories and and it all made it suddenly it all made sense because you 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 talk about you talk about false nines what Lovren is is an alt defender he he, 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 he 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 is he is the he's the he's the, he the Donald Trump era defender because, I mean, the, like the, the the sort of parallels to to the night before you had you had Trump and you have you had Lover in the next day, both of them, um, l- larger than life characters playing in front of um empty stadium, um unsure on the feet rash. Sort of this this whole thing about sort of the the, the outright sort of like they don't need they need, don't need any nuance they don't need any information they are just certain about everything and that is how that is how Lovren plays he is certain he he, he, he 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 there's no nuance to his game there's there's no sort of hedging his bets or thinking should I stay on my feet should I see what the the, the player's going to do he says no I've got to impact the game. I've got to slide in there. There was there was one chance that Evan, Everton had where he 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 kind of committed himself twice in a row with within a matter of seconds, and that just sums him up. He 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 is he is the Trumpian defender. He 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 is certain about everything. He is going to go. He's going to go flying in because he's certain he's going to get the ball. He's if he's got twenty minutes of the game left, he is going to make an impact. He's going to do something, and 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 it doesn't matter if it's based on any kind of reality or sense. He's just going to do it. So. It, it suddenly all made sense to me as, as soon as as soon as you and Dion explained that he had he had potentially these kind of beliefs. It it it, it was just it was just everything came together. Um, his uh, the the noises that Jamie Carragher was making as uh, as Lovren. I think again a bit like uh, if you want to continue the analogy, although it probably doesn't work. But the, uh, the 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 strange groans people make as they watch uh, Donald Trump try to uh you know impress people like the bar is set so low so yeah the, the bar is set so low for donald trump that when he drinks a glass of water with one hand his supporters start chanting four more years you know like that's <laughs> that's my president that's the man you know that is our leader the leader of the free world ladies and gentlemen can drink a glass of water with one hand um but you know, Lovren, Lovren's bar is even lower than that. But like everyone else is groaning, and like those groans of Jamie Carragher as as Lovren, uh, you know, the the uh, as as the Charleston kind of took on Lovren uh, late in the game were kind of you know they 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 sort of summed up the whole the whole Lovren problem, which again just emerges, uh, you know, again like it's like you know all these beautiful all these you know it's, it's become a meme all this nature is healing stuff like. You know, just like everything is getting a chance to breathe, everything is just replenishing. Carlo Ancelotti coming out of lockdown, looking beautiful, looking so like what? What have? What has Carlo Ancelotti been doing in lockdown? Oh, uh, that's phenomenal. Cycling really, a lot. Cycling a lot. Yeah. 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 
Um, I don't want the details. I was just being rhetorical, but um, <laughs> but that's good. I'm glad he's cycling a lot. Uh, and again, giving very you know gave a great interview. Again, you know we might get to that in a minute, but uh, you know Lovren just comes out as just again just more Lovren, like just you know he is again replenished in his own way. Like here I am. I have I have I have just grown. I've I've grown as day as day in Lovren. I haven't learned anything, as, as, as Nas says. He hasn't developed any nuance or subtlety or sense of when to you know, step, take a step back. But he is just more Lovren. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're, we're stuck with him. But I think if you're going to... Uh, it is kind of extraordinary that this thing is, you know, like, okay, Lovren on one side of it, but you saw the interviews, like Sid Lowe did an interview with Ancelotti a couple of days ago. Uh, Jurgen Klopp today talking about uh i didn't you know the, the the mistakes made by the british government handling the coronavirus uh the messaging around various things like face masks and all these things which are kind of critical at this stage and you know you're listening to him speak and you know all the stuff he's saying you know i didn't vote for the government this government that's my excuse the government was a choice of other people the problem i had was that i was getting the news from germany as well as from england but i do know exactly how it is in england and germany and an alien looking at it from outside would think that we came from two different planets. Um, and actually, it's funny. I have a, I have a friend who has uh, an English friend who has a German girlfriend, uh, and they both have families from uh, previous relationships. And <laughs> he says, when he looks at the two, <laughs> when he looks at the two families. Says I can see why Germany has handled the lockdown so well, and, and England hasn't, because to try and get his family to obey the regulations is a lot different than the way she gets her family to obey the regulations. Um, and you know this sense. So maybe it isn't leadership, but it, like Klopp speaking so eloquently about this, Ancelotti speaking with Sid Lowe about you know the uh, you know this big, very serious problem in America, and the police are a part of that. Like these. Like, it's amazing to have, as we've talked about a lot on this, you know, to have people who are prepared to speak like that. And, you know, most of the time it is coming. We'll have to take the occasional love run because most of the time it is coming from people like Klopp, from people like Ancelotti, from people like Marcus Rashford. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold came out today and made an incredible statement. Uh, And it is stuff that is important and necessary and people feeling liberated to speak and you know i was watching <clears throat> i was watching cnn this afternoon and there was a guy on who is who was who was who was peter navarro was his name and he is actually he's a white house trade advisor and assistant to the president and when he was asked about nobody at the rally in oklahoma and tulsa wearing uh wearing face masks he said that's not my lane Asked me about trade. That's not my lane. He went on to talk about the Chinese Communist Party having caused the coronavirus. So he was able to get out of his lane then. But like, you know, you have these people who are in the White House and they're saying, I'm not going to talk about the fact that we had an indoor rally uh, in a state where coronavirus cases are rising. And, you know, these are the people who are actually in, in you know, a dangerous government. So the more we have of people like Klopp and Ancelotti, the better. Um, what do you think of um, 
with oh, let's just stay with Ancelotti for a second, Nas, because um, we 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 were cons- we were um, comparing our sartorial notes on on Ancelotti's dress sense before the during the game. I should say again, uh, he's he he's got he's dispensed with the shirt and tie. He's gone for he's always a man for a suit. Um, in in recent years, anyway, and he's gone with that uh, the sort of uh, the light knit and the blazer look, sports casual, um, and like Dion said, he he does look really well after the pandemic, and and in that same interview was kind of mentioned that he's been doing a lot of cycling and he's been less stressed than he's been in like for thirty years of football, another indication of like how lockdown has affected people in different ways, but um, like it's. It's in. It's interesting to read that article. Everton in the community is this initiative uh, where uh, Everton have done brilliant work, um, like connecting with local communities in Liverpool, and they had all their players um, ringing people. This is part of the work they do on a weekly basis, but during the pandemic too, ringing people in the community to check in and see if they're okay. And Angelotti was one of those people, and he was making the point that, like, yes, sometimes when he'd make a call that people would be like, wouldn't believe it was him, which is fair enough because if you were sitting at home in your gaff and, and a man with a, an Italian accent rings, you may question whether or not it could possibly be one of the greatest managers that has ever managed in the game. Um, there's a real humility to Ancelotti, a likability. He's, he's warm and he's funny. And like he's going to make Everton, and I firmly believe this, he's going to make Everton a lot better. Like, clearly, they can't. Like, I mean, they've, they plumbed the depths in recent years. But, like, it's mental to think that uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has uh, Carlo Ancelotti in his ear telling him how good he is when he has managed some of the best strikers that have played the game in the last 30 years. Well, the, well, well that's the thing. Uh, I think I think in terms of Everton and, and, and sort of uh, moving on sort of from this point, I think there's so many things to be um, encouraged about. And and a lot of it comes comes from the fact that you've got Ancelotti as manager. I think I still I still think I still can't get over the fact or how much of a coup it was for Everton to get Ancelotti. Yeah. Like like he is world class, and not only that, he is a class man. Like the whole interview with 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 Sid Lowe, which is a brilliant interview. Um, he's very critical of of like what's happening in America, and and obviously the the way the police sort of behave. Um, Especially when, like, he talks about how you go to the police when you need help, and then if the police are acting like that, uh, there's obviously an issue, and it's obviously systematic. But and again, it, in in a lot of ways, these things can seem so sort of separated from from football. But it's a it's a mark of the man, and it does feed into how he manages because it's the antithesis of the the, the way the way Ancelotti conducts himself. Um, anyone who resorts to violence in in a position of power, like like the police do. They are out of control. They have not got control. They have not got respect. They are lashing out and never mind, never mind being in control of the situation. They are not in control of themselves. Now, Ancelotti, he, he has always commanded respect. He has always commanded sort of this authority, but he's, he, he, he's never, he's never demanded it on it from, from anyone or he's never forced anyone to, 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 to sort of, um, feel that way towards him um I, i've actually been reading his um i've started reading his book called, called uh quiet leadership and and, and it, so much of it is about having that empathy and you, you talk about whatever to do in the community he's got empathy towards the players he, he appreciates where the players are coming from what their issues are what their problems are on and off the field and that breeds that breeds respect 
and 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 you t- and, and you talk about these young Everton players and 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 he and he's there praising them or sort of encouraging them and they they they're not sort of uh, buying into him because because he's making them it's because they look at his track record the record they see what mm. he's achieved and and that inspires them and, and and that he's the kind of person who who you want to want to do things for so so, so that's the thing his his control the the way he, in which he's got to control is through that dignity through that empathy and that's why and and Everton like they've got exciting players coming through they'll they'll move into the new stadium there is there is so much to be optimistic about in the longer term for Everton i think oh well, i mean i think that's as that's as good a place as any probably to 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 uh, wrap up this evening uh, the future is bright for Everton football club which is probably what we wanted to say in today's podcast above anything else i think it is, it's probably yeah. So we'll say we'll be back tomorrow evening um, after the City game. Uh, we'll be looking back at all the action in that game. So uh, if you haven't already done so, click subscribe to get the show into your feed wherever you might be listening. Thanks to Dion and thanks to Naz. All right, we'll talk again soon. Good luck. I think it would lift the spirits of the nation. I don't give a fuck about the nation of Morocco. People's lives are at risk. Oli Gunnar, where would you like the statue? <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes then. Take it whatever you want. I don't understand that politics, coronavirus. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, I have a bad shape.